What's happening, how are we? So we're back with a Jab podcast, and this week we've got a special guest because we've got a very promising up-and-coming British fighter, um, Ellie Scottney. Elle, what's happening? I'm all good, thank you for having me. How are you? I'm all blessed, yourself? Good. Um, Elle, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up? Who did you used to fight for? Um, I grew up in south-east London, Catford, and I used to box for the Lynn Boxing Club, so it's like one of the oldest... Around, so that's yeah. what Ruth says, yeah. Is that what she says? It, yeah, it's yeah. true. It's I don't facts. know if it is true, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think the names change over the years, but yeah, it was the oldest and the best, but not anymore. Really? Yeah, it's dipped a little bit. Yeah, I thought Fitzroy Lodge was meant to be the oldest. I think they were combined at one stage. And the Fisher, I don't, I haven't read too much into it, but the building itself, yeah. Building's lovely, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's the old baths. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, so, how old was you when you first walked in the gym, Elle? When I first walked into a gym, I was nine. And I was this little fat kid, I'd tell everyone this, and I didn't really want to go for the boxing, it was more, my brothers used to come home from Mars Bar and a Ribena, so that was what got me in the gym, and it's probably why I've never left, but um, it wasn't cool to take your little sister with you, but my cousin gave in, he took me down there, and then, yeah, it didn't last long, I only did it for about a year, because girl boxing wasn't a thing, and then I went back when I was 17, so... Had a long you layoff. You went back, so you had a long layoff and then went yeah, back? Yeah, well long. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. So did you box through the early part of your amateur? You didn't go in like the golden gloves or No, because I did it when I was nine to I was ten, so you wasn't old enough. Yeah. And then I just stopped for all that time. And then, yeah, I just one day packed my bag and said, I'm going to the gym. What was it that made you want to go back? Uh, my coach passed away during the time I had off, um, Colin, so in my head I knew I'd go back, but you know, like your mum's pushing, go back, she'll have a, a couple JDs and she'd say, oh, she could have been good, so <laughs> I was like, mum, shut up, but during that process, I was I turned into like a really girly girl, believe it or not, and then I went back to boxing and yeah, that was it. The tracksuit's come out. One day you woke up and thought, right, I'm going to go and give it a go. Yeah, do you know what it was? I remember I was getting ready to go, and I, on the telly in my mum's room was the Commonwealth Games, and uh, Mick Conlon was fighting Ashfact. And I remember watching thinking, whoa, and I don't know what it was about it, but it kind of just lit something up. So, yeah, I owe Conlon a little bit of credit. Yeah. And when you went when you went back to the boxing, did you? how many fights did you have? Did you go in the ABAs? What yeah. was your career like when you went back into it at 17? Yeah, everything kind of happened quick. I went back and I was 75 kilos, so... Fuck. Yeah, exactly. You could imagine I was a little wrecking ball. <laughs> and uh, I remember Sam, like, giving me the old, oh, look at you, what are you doing? And in six weeks, I got uh, 15 kilo off. Fuck, that's good. Yeah, and yeah. then um, I went in... I won my first three fights and they stuck me in the youth championships and I won them. Then I went and won the GB tournament and then it just lifted off. Yeah, it, it happened quick, but Do you yeah. think you was a natural? I wouldn't say I was a natural, no. I was just kind of... I think where I watched boxing as a kid, yeah, I, I think you can learn a lot by observing stuff. And I think I just had that little bit of grit and I think that was more... I'm definitely not a natural. Mm-hmm. Are you, would you say that you're more naturally a forward, aggressive style of fighter? Yeah, I think my face says so. I'm definitely getting involved a lot more than I should. But yeah, I can box more than I let on, to be honest. But yeah, I do like to get involved. Mm. And where did your amateur career go to? Yeah, I was on the GB team. I got a European silver, European bronze. And um, yeah, I, I just hated Sheffield, I'll be honest with you. The GB wasn't for me. And I, 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 part of me knows I'd kind of give up what I had, but I found something new in box, the pro boxing. Why wasn't it for you? I just, do you know, like your style and me as a person just didn't click up there. And I really, you know, fell out of love with boxing. I remember getting the train up to Sheffield and I'd be looking at the platform, obviously thinking, oh, if I was on that one, I'd be going back to London. So the water's definitely different up north and I noticed that. Mm. 
And uh, how long was it that you was you was on? Did you go on GB for a period of time, or was yeah. it more like a couple of weeks and then you've had enough of this sort of thing? <laughs> no, I won. I think as soon as I won the senior ABAs, I won them my first year. I think yeah, nineteen, and I was on there until I decided to turn pro. So a good three years. Did you fight a lot internationally? Yeah, not as much as I wanted to because I broke my hand and I had to have operation during that time. So I went in the ABAs with a broken hand and you kind of ignore it. And then, yeah, it set me off about 15 months I couldn't punch for. So that was a long time. That's mental. Yeah, stupid. Yeah. And then when did you decide to turn pro? <laughs> um, obviously, I made the decision to leave GB and um, it was like a weight lifted off my shoulders, to be honest. And I just said, look, that's what I wanted to do. I knew in my head when I went back to boxing that was the end goal for me like I uh, just that bit of boxing really excited me so when I started training for pro that's when I you know pulled off GB and um yeah it all happened quite smoothly really yeah who did you did you go around finding trainers or at first you know I was, obviously was back with my amateur coach Sam Mullins and we was ticking over and then I needed a manager so I rang Adam Martin, he was a good friend, I used to work with him, and I said, like, do you know anyone? And he said, I'm happy that I'm going to see Booth later. And then Adam asked for my number, and he rang me, and then it all just fell into place for me. And what was your first session like when you went and trained with Adam Booth? Um, I remember it, it was, it was during, I shouldn't know, during lockdown. Um, yeah, it was during lockdown, and... He took me on the pads and Joan, you just thinking, I was throwing this jab, I thought, yeah, and he was like, what was that? And I just kept having to repeat it and repeat it and I was thinking, I'm really bad at this sport. And he really stripped it back and I was just kind of fascinated. So, yeah, that, that was my first session. I remember I'd really spent, I think it was like an hour on a jab. What was it that you took away from him as a coach? Um, now looking back, he definitely, you know, he has a different way of thinking and he's very, you know, defence first and think about what you're doing after your attack so I definitely took a lot of that and I've added it now into my own you know game but yeah no he's definitely he has a different style a lot more people look into yeah he, he focuses a lot on dropping your head offline right yeah backhand roll left hook drop like yeah. there's a lot of you know he's a very Duran he loves Roberto Duran and I think he tries to amplify that in his training yeah and do you think that it's from from you know a boxing perspective for a coach's perspective with Adam Booth, he's sort of got he's got a real philosophy in terms of yeah. what he's into, and he don't sway off of that. No. Do you think that it's good when a coach has that, or do you think that it's good when a coach adapts to a different style? I, I, I strongly, you know, I strongly believe it's about adapting because as a fighter, we've got to adapt in a fight. So to just train one way and have one style, then what if that isn't working in the fight? So I think the coach has got to understand the boxer more than the boxer has to understand the coach. Like obviously we do in terms of learning, but. Every fight is a different mould, a different shape, and you know that's that's part of boxing. What makes it all exciting? And now you've moved and you've gone with with Shane McGuigan, right? Mm -hmm. How is that different? How does it vary? Oh, it's very different for me. I wanted someone that was, you know, hands on and a lot of time was in the gym. Whereas Booth had a different approach. You know, um, I went into Shane, and you know, there's a busy gym and everyone's hungry. So for me, that was massive, and he just gives everyone the time that you need. It took me a very long time to fall into... I wouldn't say fall into the style, but know that my style was different also. I did, you know, it was a time transition that was ugly for a big part of it. Really? Oh, for sure. My last two fights before my last one, I, I still worst I've ever boxed. And it was because I was trying to change myself. And I just... I was very stiff, trying to hit hard where, you know, I'm not, not a one-punch puncher and I was taking away what I was good at. So 
oh, it's been it's been a hard process finding you know the bass and everything like that. And you you saying that you finding your style. I remember going through that myself later in my career. Yeah. And I didn't know how I wanted to box. And it was one of the things that made me fall out of love with boxing at the mm-hmm. time. I don't, you've obviously been through that, right? Yeah. Um, where have you got to now going through that? Have you found a style or was it more or less going back to what you're naturally good at? Yeah, a big part of it was going back and remembering what you are that makes you different to everyone else. And that was key for me. And my last camp really cemented it for me. I had like an ugly part of the camp at the start and I was like, it's not clicking. I remember just sitting on the ring watching them and thinking, how am I going to fit into this? But it was more, you know, finding my feet in myself and realising that that's what makes you good and just amplifying what, you know, you're being teached. And did Shane help that come out in you? Yeah, I think we both really tried to, like, oh, it's not clicked yet, but it was more, like I say, you've got to understand a fighter and the fighter's got to understand themselves too. So, yeah, my last fight really cemented it. What was it that you found? I think it was more, you know, like I say, I have, like, a natural flow and I when I was forcing stuff and I was tensing up and I remember just going in one day and I put a pressure on myself. I remember going, Ellie, you got a spot good. This is, this is it. And I remember putting that on my thing, thinking, just go back to your old self. And I went back in that day and I just, yeah, it just clicked. It was weird, but you know, I'm grateful I went through that. It's like you found a rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. It's key. It was key for me. Yeah. I, I, I watched your last fight. I thought you both brilliant. I thought you, you, as, as a spectator and someone who watches boxing a lot, you could tell that you sort of started coming into yourself. Yeah, And yeah. I, I did watch your fights before that as well, and I, I can see what you're saying. It was like, just that it weren't right. <laughs> but the last fight, it was like, fuck, she looks good. Yeah, I think the fights before, I remember my last one especially, um, you know, there was a lot that went home behind the scenes, like in terms of doing, you know, the weight, blah, 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 and I wasn't fully prepared. I knew that. And... I skimmed that and I remember watching it and I was I was wounded. I was like, oh, that really weren't me in there. And my mum just come up, she was like, Ellie, you was terrible. She used other words, but I'll use terrible, it's more suitable. But yeah, she was like, you look like an iron board. And I think that was the the right word to use. Yeah, I think I think the thing, the, the, the thing is, is with life and with, with boxing, the hard part is, is finding your natural style, finding mm-hmm. what you're good at. You know, that's in everything. It's the same as in business and everything. It's finding... How does your mind work best? How do you, you know, how do you get the best out of yourself? And I think most most of the time, trainers as well and fighters find it hard to find that. Yeah. And sometimes if trainers have like a strict philosophy that they're into, they pull you even further away from it. Yeah. And I think if you look at, you know, the great trainers, even like, say, you know, like Angelo Dundee and uh, even say uh, Emmanuel Stewart at a point, they, they sort of, help the fighter bring the best out of themselves and they know what styles they're going to go with, you know? Yeah, that's that's key, you know, they've got the famous crunk style. So I feel like a lot of places, they do tend to have a certain, what they prefer, like we do, we have a certain style that we prefer watching, but yeah, I think the key is to understanding the fighter and yeah, Shane really works hard at doing that. Do you have any fighters who you really go away and, and watch and try and replicate or try and learn from? I'm a big fan of um, Roberto Duran, Chavez. I like Linares in his prime. I thought he was phenomenal. Oh, he's a great fan. He is, isn't he? And um, on the weekend, I don't know if you watched him, Bam Rodriguez. He's uh, only 22. Super fly. No, I haven't. As I know the weight don't sound appealing, but he's phenomenal. So I like really, you know, people that come off of a flow and move their head, More busy of a, fighters. Aggressive style of fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
And what is it about boxing that made you really fall in love with it? Uh, I, would, I don't do you know what I thought about this, but I don't think there's been... It's just something that you can't really describe. I think when you walk in the gym, it, it grabs you. And when you fall into a home of a boxing, then every door you go through never feels the same. So for me, it was just something... And that feeling of getting something better at yourself. And in boxing, you're never the finished article. And I like that side of stuff. What's it like emotionally to go through a camp daily? <laughs> oh, it's up and down. It is up and down. It's you, You'll spar one day and it'll be absolutely toilet. You'll spar the next day and you'll be like, yeah, I've got this. And then you'll get humbled the next day. So it's grueling, but I think it's one of the parts that make you know when you're when you're ready for a fight, you know, it comes from the preparation. Do you get the nerves when you're sparring? Uh, no. Obviously, when you leave it a long way, I feel like, oh, I ain't sparred in ages. But no, not not really with my sparring. I get excited because you're like, it's the best part of your training, I believe. So, yeah, no, not massively. What's your training day look like now? Um, now, so we train in the mornings. So you do your boxing in the mornings. We probably get about 45 minutes on the pads. You do your bag skipping and then you do your circuit afterwards and then you go home and that's when you do either your S&C or your sprints or your long run. So we train twice a day, six days a week. So. And you're, you're, would you, you're running, you don't do it real late or do you do it like what time is where you <laughs> do, do you know it? what, sometimes when I train, sometimes I add an extra running, but I do that like midnight. I just, I know running around Catford at midnight is a bit weird. You're all right, girl, I I just, I don't know, I just like midnight running, to be honest. I'm not a morning runner, I hate that. Yeah. You're like a Mayweather style in the middle of the night. <laughs> Not on the same money as him, that's for sure. No, you might be, though, one day. You never know, girl. You keep grafting. You, we need a YouTuber to fight if that's the case. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if Jake Paul's got a be. sister or something. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be well <laughs> up for that, I tell you. <laughs> uh, I might get my first stoppage. I don't know. He can hit, though, to be honest. Yeah, I've, do you know what? I, I think he's really good for boxing. I had mixed reviews. At first, I thought, oh, it's a load of bollocks. Yeah. Now I watch him and I think, he actually ain't a bad fighter. Do you know what I mean? He's heavy-handed. He's heavy-handed. I'm you know? not sure if that's added by, you know, he might be on something special, but <laughs> he is heavy-handed. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He, he, listen, I think they pick his opponents well. Mm. Would you, how do you think he'd get on against Tommy Fury? <laughs> Can you cut this stuff? You could if you don't even want to. <laughs> <laughs> He's in our gym, isn't he? So, oh, is he? Yeah. Tommy Fury is? Yeah. All right, well, you've got to go with him. Have a, yeah, no, but off, I wouldn't, if that makes sense. You wouldn't? <laughs> no. Nah, I, I don't either. I think Jay Paul's going to beat him. I do. That's yeah. not good for boxing, is it? Yeah, I think it is. You do? Yeah, yeah, I do. Shut up. Yeah. In terms of bringing money and eyes into the game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm a purist, right? Even though I don't box no more, I love the game. Yeah. You know, yeah, and I love the old-fashioned amateur scene and, and, you know, whatever. But I think that the bigger boxing gets, the better. And it was yeah. one of my aims with, 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 with Jab. I wanted everyone... I want everyone to get into boxing. I yeah, think yeah, boxing can benefit life. everyone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether you're getting in the ring and having a fight or not, just the training, just understanding boxing as a sport can help That's you in life. Do you know what I mean? It's so similar. And I think that Jake Paul does that. I think he brings a completely different crowd. Yeah, he certainly does. You know, Garcia I, does to an extent, but not like Jake Paul, does he? Who? Garcia. Ryan. Ryan Garcia. Yeah, I mean, it's the same, though, isn't it? They're like new age fighters. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, listen, I, I do think that if we want... Listen, the hardest part about boxing over the last 
so many years. Just when I when I was growing up, being a little bit older, I, even now, it, I mean, now it has benefited. But you weren't doing home fuck all. No. You know, no. it weren't like football where you could go and you join a, you know, know. you get in even a, a lower league team and you're you're doing decent money. And boxing, it's you know one in every so often that does well out the sport. And mm, I think that slim. the sports, the sports so tough, and people put so much into it, they yeah. deserve it. And the only way that you can warrant people making money, fighters earning a living out of the game, is having eyeballs on it. And I think that that's what someone like Jake Paul does for the sport. I think that's what someone like Eddie Earn does for the sport. And I think you need more of these people around, even us. Us getting people into boxing, we're turning people that have never had a glove off and weren't into <laughs> it into boxing fans. Yeah, Which is amazing mindset. for the sport. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. Ruth done a class inspired by you before your last fight. Well, <laughs> all these people walk away and watch you. Yeah, right? it's more They know a little bit about you. They understand who you are. They understand maybe, you know, the way you fight or whatever or something that you do well. That's amazing for boxing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we need yeah. more of that. Boxing needs more of that, you know. Um, because boxing has like a slight, not arrogance towards it, but a slight like, there's a respect level. Like, you know, I remember being in the club and it was like, I ain't going to get a new pair of gloves until I win my first national title. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like, you don't want to be the, the one in the boxing gym who's all the gear, gear and no, no idea. idea. <laughs> right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it sort of, that in respect turns loads of people at a, at a lower level off of the sport because yeah, it's like you can only be in it if you're good. Do you know what the I mean? The little badges on the shorts. All the badges, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I, think, I think it's great for the sport. It's great when you look at it in that perspective, for sure. For sure. You need, we need the sport to grow, right? Yeah, look, he got Amanda Serrano and Katie Taylor the biggest paydays. It went for him, that fight wouldn't have happened. So we've got a lot to be exactly. thankful for. But listen, you're up and coming. You're, you're on the rise, isn't you? I think you're, you're, I think you're a great personality and you're going to be a great ambassador for, for, for women's boxing and, and, and representing London, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it is, it is definitely, it's an exciting time and... You know, by the end of the year, hopefully I've really cemented my name. So What's I'm your goal? It. My goal? Obviously a world title, but, I, you know, I don't want to just get there, I want to stay there. So that's key for me. Mm. Yeah, I think you're on your way. Tell me the, the highest and lowest points of your career so far. Oh, yes. Ooh. I think you always remember the lows more than the highs, isn't it? Um, lowest was definitely when... I was injured for sure and obviously when I changed my um, coach in the pro I was kind of left in no man's land so that was kind of oh this business ain't what you thought it was so that was quite low and then uh, highest I don't know do you remember winning your first national title yeah that feeling I think yeah yeah your first national title special and um, I think my last performance in a strange way it's nothing like the what it was but for what it meant that I learnt in the process was was yeah it was bittersweet yeah I I think that last performance for you really like I think it's pushed you like pushed you up as well in terms of building your building your following as well you know I think a lot of people would look at that and think fuck this girl's got a lot of talent you know yeah um, that, that was what I thought from watching you for sure yeah. Ruth always used to talk about her, actually. <laughs> she's a legend. She was very good, very good. Yeah, she's yeah. a top girl, eh? Yeah, she's so, probably... I've got another couple of questions. What, if you could train with one person, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, 
That's a great question. I've got his name and I forgot his name. That's terrible. So I don't think I want to train with him that much. What was the, <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the guy? Oh, he Tapia. Johnny Tapia. Really? Yeah. Why? That's a wild card, isn't it? I just think he's life. He's he's like a cat with nine lives. Seriously, if you if you never watch his documentary or read his book, I'll give it a go. But he was fascinating, and I liked his style. And he was just a born fighter, and not even just regarding boxing, but just life. So yeah, I'm gonna say him. What Johnny about you? Tavia, yeah, different. <laughs> Me, um, I I I have many. Jake Paul. <laughs> Jake. <no>. <laughs> 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 Imagine, imagine if I said that the abuse I'd get. Out of that. <laughs> um, who would I like to? I'd like, I'd like to do a, a, I'd like to do a day's training with uh, Sugar Ray Robinson. Oh, yeah, he's my favourite fighter. I think that he was, he was uh, incredible. I, I think that we, there's no footage of him in his prime, but even out of his prime, he was still better than everyone else. Um, and I, my, my. When I watched these fighters, and I was listening to I was listening to uh, Terence, you know Terence Crawford's trainer talk about it. When you watch them in their camp, it's the intensity that they go at. Yeah. Their intensity is a lot different to all the other fighters, and I think that's what makes them at world level. I think even if it you watch them, Mayweather train his intensity when he's in the gym is unreal. You know. Pacquiao as well. Pacquiao as well, yeah, yeah, in his prime. Um, so I think that that's I mean that's why it's a big question for us, but. That's why I probably would go with a Sugar Ray Robinson, even though he was probably extremely talented at the same time. Yeah. But I think when hard work and just sheer grit meets that sort of talent, that's when you get a special fire. Yeah, he, he was definitely a one, one in a generation fire, wasn't he? So we ha I have one more question, and it's from the person that done the podcast last time. Um, how would you define success? That is a big question, isn't it? Um, how would you define success? I don't know. Everybody's definition of success is different, isn't it? So I think it's obviously... I think when you when all's said and done and you sit there and there ain't no, oh, what ifs or maybes, uh, I think when you get that moment... Maybe you don't get that moment and then I think that's that's knowing you, you've hit what you needed to because everyone sets little goals or big goals, but... When you get there and you know, do you know what I've done it? Then yeah, for me that's that's kind of how I would sum it up. Cool. I'm going to be asking a question mm -hmm. to the person next week, and I want you to to ask that question. Um, so what is your question for the person next week? Do you believe in luck? Yeah. That's what I'm going to go Sweet. with. Sweet. Nice. Very deep. Um, Thanks all. So I hope you enjoyed that podcast. That was Ellie Scottney. Go and check her out. Go and watch her Instagram and go and watch her journey. Um, Ruth's putting her ass on this girl. And so <laughs> am I, to be fair. I think she's going to be a top, top fighter. Um, and I look forward to seeing her journey unfold. Legend. Thank you very much.